0: pitch swing and a drive deep to right field way up there way out of here goodbye baseball eight strikeout for the king tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for strike three called on the outside corner and there it is
1: it's time
2: for the seattle mariners baseball podcast
0: Kyle Seeger, that just happened thank you very much
2: now here's your host gary hill
3: Yes, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here at Mariners Pod on Twitter. Mariners Pod, so happy to be back again. And what was a fantastic weekend for the Mariners? They take two of three from the defending World Series champion, Kansas City Royals. Went for the sweep on Sunday, couldn't get it as the Royals take the finale of the series, but. Well, you got to love the way the Mariners are playing baseball right now. They've won five consecutive series. They've won 8 of their past 11 ball games. They finished with a 13 and 10 April and a lot of the other numbers pointing in the right direction. In fact, we're going to talk about a big reason why the Mariners have been on such a tear, and that's the starting rotation. So, a conversation about the starting rotation is coming up. There's a lot we're getting to. This is this is a big one. This is a big Monday podcast. Bullpen Banter is going to be here. Charlie Frobush is back. He's with Nathan Carnes this time. Mariners general manager sat down to talk with Aaron Goldsmith and Mike Blowers. That comes up in a few minutes as well. The week that was will be here, and it was quite a week. There are a lot of highlights that covered this past week. We're also going to run through the weekend, too, and really a couple of, well, one game in particular, just an epic ball game that we're going to talk about in just a couple of moments. If you want to reach me at any point, at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter. Oh, I should mention, which I never do, I'm also on Instagram. I never really talk about that much. Gary Hill Jr. You can find me there. If you're listening to this and you're on Instagram, you you'll, might be interested in my account. I take... I don't post a ton, but I think uh, you may find it interesting. I tend to, it's all original stuff, just pictures I take. I'm not a great photographer, but uh, I do have great access. So I stumble across a decent picture now and again. So I like to post those from time to time, especially when the team's at home. I end up taking quite a few pictures. I don't post as much as I probably should. I end up with a lot of pictures when it's all said and done, but Gary Hill Jr., if you're interested on Instagram, you can email me, too, at any point, GaryHillPXP at gmail.com. And again, (laughs) I haven't gotten back to many of you yet, which I still will, but I really appreciate all the emails and tweets and everything else about where you're listening. Uh, Those are still coming in, and I'm still just blown away. I continue to be blown away, so I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the positive feedback you leave on iTunes and everywhere else, as I mentioned from time to time, it makes a giant difference in what we're trying to do here. And I appreciate your listenership, as always. So let's get to what was just a fantastic weekend. And you know, we talked about it going coming into the weekend. The Mariners facing the Kansas City Royals and a big test for a lot of reasons and trying to keep the role going and everything else but playing. A really good baseball team well Felix was on the hill on Friday against Kansas City looking for game one and this game ended up being epic Felix Hernandez he was sensational
0: here is the one-two pitch Dyson running swing and a miss strike three went after a curveball down on the way strikeout for Felix Hernandez number four and once again the King up to the challenge and he gets out of another jam and that's it for Kansas City here in the top of the fifth.
3: Rack up another ultra quality start for the king, Seven and two thirds against KC. Just five hits, no runs. Did walk three, fanned four, all on 115 pitches. His ERA lowered to 1.38. He has yet to give up a run at Safeco Field this year. And the Mariners needed all of that. They needed all those zeros because Kansas City pitching was really keeping the Mariners in check. In fact, the Mariners just one hit in the ballgame.
4: Pitch to Seth. High fly ball. Deep right field. Dyson on the track. He's leaping. Can't get it. Hold on. Seth Smith puts the Mariners on top. One nothing with his third home run and career blast number 100. And what a time to get a momentous home run for Seth Smith.
3: Great timing on the home run there. Gave the Mariners a 1-0 lead. As it turned out, that would be their only hit of the ball game. Vincent got a giant out in the eighth inning, taking over for Felix, and Steve Ciszek enters the fray. And then with the tying run on base, a ball hit to center field and just an epic ending as Martine makes an incredible and amazing catch to preserve the win for the Mariners. It is hard to imagine a better ending than this.
0: The 0 1 pitch swinging a fly ball into center field. Martin going way back. Warning track near the wall. He's there and he makes the catch up against the wall. Crashes into the fence, falls to the warning track, and the ball game is over. What a catch by Leonis Martin! Crashing into the ball, and the Mariners win it. They win it. One to nothing.
3: Off the bat, it looked like he had a chance to go. It stayed in the yard. Martine tracked it down, and he turned his face at the last moment to go crashing into the wall. He was at full speed, jets on, and he preserves the one nothing win. Fourth time in Mariners franchise history, they've won a game with just one hit. Eighth time that Felix has won a one nothing game, and just incredible. One hit for the M's. It was enough. They went 1-0 on Friday night. Seth Smith after the ball game. A big night for him. Not only did he hit home run number 100, it gave the Mariners a win, but he was also right there to see that catch in center field. Down here with Seth Smith, and you probably had the best view in the house of that last catch. What did you
5: see there? I uh, saw him run it down and uh, make a catch running into the wall. Uh, really good play, and... Uh, you know, something we expect him to do. He's, he's, he's really good out there. One hit for you guys tonight, but you made the most of it. What did you see on that pitch? Uh, it's just a change up that, that caught some plate, and I was able to, you know, weigh back and get just enough of it. How much does it mean to you to hit number 100 in your career? Well, it's a, it's a pretty cool milestone. Uh, it's You know, you, you hang around long enough, and, uh, and you're, uh, you're able to stay healthy and, um, you know, keep your straight and, and your eyes uh, where they need to be then you know uh, it's fun to to reach certain milestones
3: obviously kansas city a very good hitting ball club what can you say about felix
5: hernandez and what he did tonight oh he's great he, you know he's doing uh what an, what an ace is, is supposed to do and what we're used to him doing and uh you know ideally we'd score some more runs uh, when he's out there but uh, a lot of times when you get your guy out there that you know is going to hold the other team, It's uh, for whatever reason, it's, it's hard to score runs. Uh, and thankfully, we, we, we got one more than they did. Well,
3: you've won four series in a row. You've taken game one of this series. How much fun is this for you guys right now?
5: Oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Winning baseball games is, is what we're here to do. And, um, you know, one game at a time. Uh, I don't know how many we've won or, or how many in a row or what we are our last ten, but I, I know we won tonight. And, and we'll come back tomorrow and try to win that game. Well, congratulations. Great night. Great. Thank you.
3: There was Seth Smith, a big night for him, a big night for the Ams. That was a fun game. For those of you at Safeco Field, the atmosphere was sensational. Kings Court was unbelievable. Just the synergy between Felix Hernandez and Kings Court. It is just not duplicated anywhere else in baseball right now. That was a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, coming back, the Mariners looking to take the series on Saturday. And Wade Miley... Was just unbelievable. He was the story. Although the Mariners certainly got off to a fantastic start, long balls early.
6: Here's the stretch, and the 0-1 pitch to Seager,
0: swinging a drive deep to right field. Orlando going back, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Kyle Seager with a two-out three his fifth of the season and the Mariners now lead the Royals four to nothing here in the bottom of the first number five for Kyle Seager and it got out of here in a hurry.
3: Big blast there by Seager Mariners jumped out to a good start Wade Miley was sensational.
0: Now the wind up and the two one pitch swinging a ground ball to Seager at third he's got it big hop toss across in time ball game over Wade Miley with his first ever complete game shutout in the big leagues as Wade Miley blanks the Kansas City Royals tonight by a score of six to nothing and the Mariners with back to back shutout wins over the defending World Series champion Royals. How about that Wade Miley absolutely spectacular tonight. He ends up the ball game by retiring 19 of the last 21 batters that he faced. Wade Miley comes away with his second win in a row, and tonight he goes all the way. A complete game shutout, his first shutout in the major leagues. Congratulations to Wade Miley as the Mariners take game 2 of the three-game series and they shut out the Royals by a score of 6 to nothing.
3: Yeah, Safeco Field suiting him quite nicely as he goes the distance. Complete game shutout. Mariners keep the Royals off the board in the first two games. KC, though, would strike back in the final game of the series. They'd get to Walker a little bit. They weren't knocking him around the yard. I think four broken bats of these seven hits, some bleeders, some bloopers, but it was enough, and KC's bullpen slammed the door. So they take the finale, but the M's win another series. So now we turn our attention to Oakland tonight. 705 first pitch. Nathan Carnes on the hill, anxious to see him pitch after his last outing. Two and 363 three ERA. Kendall Graveman will get the call for the A's. One and two, a four point zero three ERA. So this will be a fun series and a good matchup coming up on Tuesday. The King will go on Wednesday. So we'll talk about more of that coming up in the podcast the next couple of days. So there it is. You're all set for tonight. Right now, very good conversation between Mike Blowers, Aaron Goldsmith, and the general manager of the Mariners, Jerry Depoto.
2: Two and one on Blowers and Butcher. The two-one pitch on the way now. Swung on on a fly ball hit to deep center field and way back.
0: i the power. to the track. He's to the wall. the only time. Mike has cleared him off with a four-run
7: blast.
2: A very special edition of Sundays with Blow as Mariner's general manager Jerry DePoto joins us. And Jerry, this is, I mean, this you can't get a better day for baseball today. Taiwan walked around the mound looking for the sweep this is a fantastic day, isn't it?
1: I think the only way it would have been better is if I could have seen the footage of Mike Flowers at <laughs> a grand slam that I just heard about.
2: <laughs> well, Jerry, month number one is in the books for the Mariners, 13 and 10. Uh, what a way to finish the month. Winners of eight of your last 10, 11 of the last 15. Uh, what have you liked the most out of the Seattle Mariners in the month of April?
1: I think just the way we've stabilized, particularly these last three weeks or so, the, the quality and consistency of the productivity up and down the lineup, I think our bats have been really good. And it's not really showing up in in, in base hits, but it's showing up in the walks we draw, the quality of the passes we're taking when we're ahead in counts. And, and eventually the water is going to start to flow with the hits too, but the pitching from top to bottom, you know, 12 guys on the staff, even Guaype, a 13th guy, you know, the, the 12 guys we broke camp with couldn't be happier with the way they got through the first month of the season. Uh, some adjustments were needed and they were made. And overall, I think the club's playing really well.
8: No, I, I agree that they're playing really well. But tell me a little bit about Scott, his first time through it. You guys had the first home stand, struggled through that one. Obviously have things turned around. How did he handle all of that and, and how's it been for him?
1: Uh, I think remarkably well. He handled the the first homestand was just terrible. We played poorly. There was a malaise around the ballpark, and I, and I think everybody expected the sky to fall. <laughs> it, was my, uh, it, was, it was my first uh, introduction to the fact that people do expect the sky to fall. But Scott did a good, uh, good job of holding the sky up, and, and I think he, he kept an energetic and a positive outlook in the clubhouse. The coaching staff, I can't say enough about the job they've done dating back to spring training. And, you know, Scott didn't lose faith in this team. He didn't lose faith in what we were doing. And and I think the, the years around baseball, a five- or a six-game stretch, you're going to have good stretches and you're going to have bad stretches. We chose the wrong time to have ours, and uh, fortunately we've picked ourselves up off the mat. When, when you
8: look at the ball club as a whole, and obviously they're playing well right now, um, Tell, tell us first about Benoit and Charlie, where they're at. Obviously, the bullpen has been great, probably the real strength of this club so far, but it'd be nice to have those two additions back.
1: No question. You know, that and in addition to Taiwan and Felix, the way the rotation is thrown these last two weeks has been terrific as well. But uh, our bullpen's been outstanding. Benoit starts a throwing program uh, tomorrow, and we're expecting that he's going to be closer to the, the two, three-week, point than anything beyond that and Charlie Furbush you know knock on wood is making great progress he threw a bullpen this morning uh, and 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 so far so good we're, we're anticipating both of these guys joining us in the not too distant future if I had to guess I would say Benoit before Furbush uh, just based on the nature of their injuries but now uh, we do expect to get them back in short order
8: can you talk a little bit about the the value of Chris Iannetta
1: Chris Ionetta has done a terrific job. The way he's handled the pitchers, really, again, dating back to spring training, he's come in, he's absorbed information, he's familiarized himself with 12 pitchers that he didn't know a lot about three months ago outside of just what he reads and, and has done a fantastic job of getting the same page with these guys. I think the quality of the bats have been really good. Chris finds his way on base. What you're seeing right now, this is Chris Iannetta. Now, the 2015 version of Chris is one of the, the down years in his career. This is what Chris does and has always done in his career.
2: We're really excited to see Taiwan Walker up on the mound today as we continue our conversation here with General Manager Jerry DePoto. The ground ball rate for Taiwan in his first four starts, this is well above what he was doing last year. And Mike and I have commented before that. Somewhat like Felix Hernandez, we have seen already this year in four starts from Taiwan Walker that if he's got his plus velocity, uh, he can strike out almost anybody. But also, if he's throwing more 93, 94, he can go to that changeup and he's been getting ground balls. He's not walking anybody. Uh, you put those three factors together: no walks, you can strike guys out, and you can get ground balls. This is this is kind of as a general manager, this is kind of the dream pitcher in a lot of ways. What we've seen through four starts.
1: Oh, without question. You know, jokingly, I referred earlier in the homestand, I referred to him as Elvis. He's, he's pitched so well. In, in the month of April, I, I hope May is as good. He's pitching like an all-star and, and like a top-of-the-rotation guy, like you mentioned. I, I think his fastball plane is significantly better than it has been in the past. Just the consistency of driving the ball down through the zone. He knows when to elevate and how to go get a punch out up top. And his changeup has improved exponentially from day one of spring training to where we are today. And as a result, his confidence in his secondary pitches, you know, the curveball ball, he throw an occasional cutter up there. They're good pitches. And, you know, I, I think the, the cutter slider that he's been working on since the spring is, is something else. It's a, I mean, it's 90, 92 miles an hour with late cut on it. When he strikes it right, it is a really good pitch. And, uh, the, the upside's through the roof at 23 years old.
8: He, he seems at 23 years old, more so this year. We saw it some last year, but he seems to be pitching with a little bit of an edge. Is that something that you guys talk about? Do you encourage it? I mean, I, I don't know where you, where you would sit on that. Talk to Mel about it a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And I, I will say this, that even when I got here last September, you know, Taiwan was on a pretty good roll, and I, and I think he now realizes how good he can be. But we as baseball evaluators, as executives, as coaches, managers, etc., we may have expectations of a player, but the player may not realize how good he can be in this game. And, and I think Taiwan is really starting to realize watching Felix do what he's done for, for the last three years while Taiwan's sitting next to him and that he has the ability to elevate himself to, to a level that's beyond what the normal guy in the league can do.
8: Is there anything, as you look forward right now, and obviously the guys are playing well, but maybe one or two things that you would like to see them improve on and get better at?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, for, for me, I'd like to see us get more hits, you know, physically right. put the ball in play and, and find green grass. And, <laughs> you know, it's a, that, that's a little luck involved. I think, again, our approach has been, I don't want to say flawless, our approach has been really good. We are driving deep counts. I do believe the hits will come. Our batting average on balls in play is ridiculously low. It almost seems unsustainable. Yeah, Kyle's That'll brutal. Turn. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's, ter- it's terrible, yeah. It, it's just hitting in bad luck. Right. And, and I think that is, I mean, in, in as much as anything, I'd like to have better luck with getting a hit. Right. And, uh, I, I think everything else we're doing offensively is, is right on par with what we'd expect. I'd like to be a little bit more efficient in how we run the bases, or particularly with our stolen base attempts. It's not been the greatest part of what we've done. We were much better in the spring than we have been in the early going this season. And with the pitchers, just keep doing what you're doing. We are, we're drilling the strike zone. We're doing the right things. And, and so far, so good. We'll get a couple of guys on track, and, and hopefully you know, one day we'll be the first team in history with 25 guys clicking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, happy with the defense? Ah, Really, this homestand and the last road trip, the defense has been terrific. And and after a rocky first couple of days in Texas to start the season, I think our defense, Leonis has been outstanding out in center field. Kyle Seeger, you know, once we got out of Texas, Kyle Seeger's been a revelation. He He is a goal glover in every sense down at third base. It's been great. Very encouraged with what we're doing at shortstop and first base. You know, Didn't know what we would get out of Cattell Marte when we entered the season, and I, I think he's been outstanding. And the combination of Adam Lynn and Ho Lee, in particular what we've gotten out of Ho defensively at first base,
2: has been great. Jerry, back to your previous point, just to back that up, the Mariners right now, only the Angels have a lower average of balls in play in Major League Baseball right now, and it's by a couple of points. So you're right. At some point, you figure that has to turn around. And Mike and I were talking about some April numbers in terms of Well, we know that controlling the strike zone is such a mantra for the Mariners this year. Compared to last April, the Mariners struck out 21 fewer times this April than last. They drew 27 more walks this April than last. So that in and of itself has to make you very happy.
1: Uh, really encouraged. You know, I think as we enter the game today, we're, we're one of the top two or three teams in the American League in regard to drawing a walk. We are, I think, fifth in, in regard to most difficult to strike out, which is a good combination of events. And we're doing the same things that we've always done, even maybe a little bit better in, in terms of controlling the strike zone from the pitcher's mouth. You know, we're better than league average in throwing strikes, and we're striking them out at a greater rate than most teams. That's a pretty good combo, and, and, I, and I don't see any reason why with the, the quality of player we have and the... You know, whether it's a mantra or beating a drum, we've got good players that are doing good things.
2: It's like having a conversation with Baseball Reference Play Index, <laughs> and I, I love that. It's the, it's the greatest thing ever. Jerry DePoto, thank you so much for your time and swinging by. We know you're a very busy man. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.
2: There he is, Mariners nice. GM, Jerry DePoto.
1: And piggybacking
3: on that a little bit, a big factor for this recent run for the Yams has certainly been the starting pitching. The numbers have been great. And we're going to kick that around. Me, Mike Blowers, Rick Riz, and Shannon Dreyer. Here it is.
4: The one two pitch to Kratz. Strike three called. He got him. Strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. He's rung up six consecutive strikeouts, seven of the last eight he's faced.
3: Wow. You have to remember that he is still so young because yes. he, got the, he got the recall at such an early age. So he's in that like that same kind of age group that, that someone like Syndergaard is in. And I think this is something that, that Mel was trying to emphasize when I talked to him. There's still a lot of room for growth. I think he's in a good place. I don't know that he's necessarily at the top of the line among the guys that are 23, 24, but he's kind of closing in. And I think that, that, that that's a pretty good place to be. That's Mark Simon from ESPN talking about Taiwan Walker. Welcome back to the Emerald Queen Casino Roundtable. Gary Hill with you, joined by Mike Blauer, Shannon Dreyer, and Rick Riz. And that's a pretty high praise for Taiwan Walker, who's getting lots of national attention now, being talked about with Syndergaard and the like because of the incredible start he has had. And, well, he's been a part of what has been really an emerging story the last few weeks. The rotation has been unbelievable. And you look at it, Four of their past five starts have been ultra-quality starts through this turn of the rotation. They've been sensational.
8: I I think the thing that I find interesting is these guys have gone through and had their fourth starts, and all of them have pitched well, and it was nice to see Miley have the game that he had last night. But watching them here, all of their velocities that were up to a man, it, it's 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 one of those things, that, and I don't know if it's just built continuing to build the arm strength. If mechanically they've had some things worked out through a few bullpens after they've had a couple of starts, just you know a tweak here and there. But it's been it's been dominant is what it's been, and it's been fun to watch. And I think that when you look at these guys, they're not necessarily doing things out of the ordinary. I think it's something that they can sustain. Yeah,
6: they're doing it in a row because you take a look at what's happened recently, Gary. The starters have gone seven or more innings in seven of the last eight games. You've got back-to-back shutouts, a combined shutout a couple of nights ago with Felix going seven and two-thirds and Miley, his first career shutout. But over the last eight games, the starters have gone 58 innings, giving up only 15 earned runs. They are 5-2 and with a 2.33 ERA. So one guy is handing it off to the other. I was just talking with Mel Stottlemyre Jr., the Mariners' new pitching coach, and we were talking about the success of the starters in that rotation. And he said, You know what? It's one thing to have a game plan, the other thing is to have a veteran catcher help these guys, you know, make that game plan happen during the course of a ball game. With Wade Miley in last night's ball game, he likes to attack, attack, attack. And he says, Sometimes you just got to you know go back a little bit, bit softer with the change up in the and the off-speed pitches the breaking ball these guys are pitching and so they're having a great game plan mel style has done a great job as the pitching coach here but Ionetta has really helped these guys blocking pitches and making that plan happen shannon
9: absolutely and i think to what rick just said we're, we're not looking one turn; we're looking almost two turns through this yeah, entire rotation of those numbers and you know, Iannetta has been a factor. Stottlemyre has been a factor. And also the fact you know, hitting is contagious. Starting pitching can be contagious, too. We've seen it before. When these guys get competitive with each other and you see Taiwan go out and put up a performance and Felix put up a performance, they want to hand the ball off and they want to do the same thing. And you see that. And they've got a great relationship down there. Uh, Part of it, in part, was helped with a lot of the things that we talked about in spring training as far as uh, the get-to-know-yous were, but there were also kind of different pitching meetings that they've had in the past where Scott Service wants them to get up and talk about their outings afterwards and, and tell the other pitchers what they did and what they saw. And you see it going on quite a bit in the dugout, too. And, you know, Taiwan Walker's told me time and time again that he can go to Hisashi Wakuma during one of Hisashi's starts and say, hey, what did you do in this situation? And, and I, I think there's a lot of communication going on. I think that it helps that Mel Stottlemyre is focusing mainly on the starters right now. You have got Mike Hampton working mainly with the relievers and Stottlemyre mainly with the starters. A lot of work's going in, and I think it's paying off.
3: I think it's really exciting, too, when you look at what Carnes has done. We know with his strikeout rate, the potential is certainly there. And then Miley, especially the fit in this ballpark, when you see the 4-5 lined up in your rotation giving you these kind of outings, it sets up as one of the best rotations in the American League, potentially.
8: Well, it does. And, And I think to Shannon's point, too, when Felix pitched the other night and was terrific, He comes in, and he does his normal routine that Felix has, and he is one of the biggest cheerleaders on this club, and typically he'll focus his attention to what's happening on the field. We had a shot in the dugout an inning later, and there he is sitting talking to Wade Miley. An intense conversation, a serious conversation, and watching the hand gestures from Miley, he's talking about a breaking ball and showing the changeup, and it's, it's great to see that. And I think that, you know, you could do the same thing on the offensive side of things, and I'm used to seeing that. Right. But for the pitchers and the starters to get that information immediately while it's still fresh in your mind, that's that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, and there's
6: always a cause and effect, too, with the starters doing as great as they are. The bullpen has been outstanding now in that eighth and ninth inning. Don't want to leave out Steve Clevenger either. Ionette has been doing a great job, but when he gets in there, you know, it's the same thing.
8: And now, and now we have an interesting... Uh, thing that you have to deal with is when are you going to give these relievers an inning to pitch? <laughs> you know, that's a great problem. Hey, that's, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great problem to have, though. Exactly. No,
3: but it really sets things up because you can pick and choose. And you can put your guys in the spots you want them in when they're rested and ready to go, which mm-hmm. is such a crucial thing this day and age of Major League Baseball. But no, it's been fun to watch. Nathan Carnes pitching tonight. But uh, before he takes them out, you get a chance to hear him with Charlie Furbush, it is time for Bullpen Banter.
10: Hey, 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 what's up everybody? We're back again with another edition of Bullpen Banter. I am Charlie Furbush, the one only. Yeah, I have a few feelings here, but today my special guest is Nathan Carnes. Call you Nate or Nathan? Come in, Nathan. Nathan? Okay, from here on out, all this time I've been calling you Nate, it is now Nathan. Where did you grow up, where did it all start? Started
7: in a small town, Franklin, Pennsylvania. Somewhere between Pittsburgh and Erie, PA. Father was in the military, so shortly after that, been on the go, just kind of like my minor league lifestyle. Been just like you know, a gypsy at heart. You no know, traveling, traveling circus show. Perfect.
10: I like it. I like it. And now you reside in Texas, right? Yes, Houston to be exact. Well, what do you got on Texas, man? I've heard some mixed mixed feelings on Texas. Let's hear your Texas pride. What do you got on it?
7: Man, you know, second largest state in the United States behind Alaska. For people who are not sure who who's the first leading state is, you know, cowboy boots, barbecue, hot weather a lot of pickup trucks so uh you know it's just sounds so like sounds like paradise yeah man hey <laughs> if you got a big truck come on down
10: all right give me uh your best moment or best game let's say you've had in the big league so far
7: you know, I'm just gonna go with what's you know that'd be last week on Tuesday. So uh, you know, seven innings, shutout, two hit. My yeah. bad. I mean his
10: bad. My bad. But uh, <laughs> you know, it
7: was nice to get a good one under the uh, the old set, the Seattle Mariners uniform and kind of get out there with the teammates.
10: That's awesome, man. Congrats. So if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying, for sure. Flying. Okay. Flying's the number one answer. Let's can, we, can I get a can I get a one B?
7: I'd have to say like uh, Wolverine, he can yeah. you know, rejuvenate, he can heal himself, he was equipped with some special claws in case he couldn't open things, but you know, I'd say rejuvenation. Reju-
10: rejuvenation, exactly, aka you will never die. No. And he's apparently like 600 years old and he looks like he's 40. He's holding up well, isn't he? <laughs> holding up real, real well. So what did you want to be when you grew up as a child?
7: Uh, you know, growing on the military base, I was exposed to a lot of military aircraft, pilot, astronaut was definitely high on my uh, my list growing up. Baseball seemed to take over, and I'm kind of just running with that right now.
10: Tell me a little bit about your debut. May 28, twenty
7: thirteen. I was called up from Double A to pitch against the Baltimore Orioles.
10: First strikeout.
7: First strikeout should have been Manny Machado. I got balled on a fastball. What I like to say down the middle, but. My first strikeout was Navarro. He's not playing the league anymore. He's over in Japan. I can't really remember his first name, but his last it, name was Navarro. Is
10: it uh, De, Honor? De
7: Honor? Navarro? Could be. Could be. Can't tell you for sure, though.
10: Okay, let's go with Deano Navarro. You know, you seem to have an eclectic taste in things, let's say. What, what is one of your favorite meals? Home cooked or going out?
7: Home cooked or going out. Wow. I would have to go with uh, chicken fried steak, to be honest. Uh-huh. I'm a big country guy, a lot of gravy. You got your cornbread, mashed potatoes. Whatever, vegetables, fried ochre or corn, you know, country style.
10: I like it, I like it. You know, if someone's going to make a movie about you in Hollywood, who is going to be the actor playing Nathan Carnes? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks Hanks, you know now Tom Hanks or like Tom Hanks like Forrest Gump Tom Hanks (laughs) well I mean I don't I don't think I
7: can project I would say hit that time period of when Forrest Gump came out he could play me then but not as Forrest Gump playing Nate Carnes yeah
10: that that wouldn't work you know I mean you might have this I don't think I run
7: that bad yeah I
10: mean I'm actually surprised you don't even have a southern accent being from Texas but then again you are a gypsy so gypsies are more like chameleons they adapt to their environments you know what I mean blend and survive exactly blend and survive do you have any pets I have a uh, Siberian Husky. I have one dog.
7: All white Siberian Husky. Blue eyes? Blue eyes. His name is Sky. Like this. <laughs> he's my boy. Duh. He's my boy. S- bl- blue. Sky's
10: blue. hmm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. How old's your dog?
7: He is uh, uh, seven years old now. Seven years, years old. That's the exact same in, in human years.
10: All right. Give me your least favorite subject in school. English. Is that because you're a bad writer or a bad reader? I just had...
7: I didn't get along with the English teachers. They were really nitpicking, and yeah. I was just, you know. Well, not
10: You're school. in luck because my dad taught English class for about 35 years, so he's got a he got a few lectures that he can help you out on right. if, if you, you want to, if you want to you know get back, back into know. it. you never know when I get back. Never, you never know. Let's uh, let's bring it back and uh, wrap it up with one of my favorite favorite questions. And since I you didn't get to experience this when I debuted this glorious question, I want to know. What is your go-to karaoke song? If you're gonna rock rock the crowd, what are you singing?
7: Friends in Low Places.
10: <laughs> like oh look at that. Like no easy, easy, That's easy. You
7: no know, a lot of people will sing it, you know. It's not really a singing song, it's more of a uh, you mumble it, you know, friends in low
10: places with a whiskey drink. See? No, you know, gotta be cool. oh, just, oh, I got friends. In low places. See, that's pretty good. I mean, we're we're gonna have to do that sometime. I'm a karaoke fan, if you didn't know. All
7: right, man, let's do it. Let's find a let's find a stage. The See? light's bright enough.
10: This is, is incredible. Go you're incre- You're incredible. Most people that come on here trying to sing, they never want to come sing with me. Let's you know, up.
7: let's make it, you know, let's see, I love it. Him. He's interested.
10: He well, wants to do it. We're going to make it happen. Full nine yards right all right. You know what? That's that's great. If you got any, you got anything else to say to the fans? Thanks for tuning
7: in and listening to Charlie Furbush and I rocking it out in the dugout at Safeco Field all
10: day, every day. Another session of bullpen banter. Thanks for being on the show, Nate. And uh yeah, we'll
3: catch you guys next week. And finally, we're going to close things out as we usually do on a Monday. It is time for the week that was.
9: This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine.
0: And the 2-0 pitch to see. Here she comes, swinging a high fly ball deep into right field. Calhoun going back to the 1-8 track, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Kyle C. the top of the first inning. There goes Norrie to third. Pitch swung on. High fly ball deep to right field. Going and going. Calhoun to the wall. Goodbye baseball. Seth Smith with a two-run shot way out of here to right field. Mariners third home run of the afternoon. And it's now the Mariners nine, the Angels four. The three-one pitch swung on. Well hit ball. Deep right center field. Springer to the one. He tracked to the wall.
5: Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a milestone. and I'm, you know, very um, I'm proud of that, and I'm glad it came in a win.
0: The 2-2 swing and a ground ball down the third base line, fair, backhanded by Seeger. On a hop, the throw to first, and it's in time to get Carlos Correa. He smokes what a play by Kyle Seeger behind the bag at third the backhanded stop his momentum took him across the line off balance a one-hop throw on the money to Adam Lynn in time to Rob Correa to save two runs
4: One two pitch coming here to Luis Valbuena. The pitch swung on and missed. He pulled the string on him at 77 miles an hour. That's strikeout number ten for Taiwan Walker, and he struck out the last five men that he's faced in six of the last seven.
1: Taiwan pitched great. You know he took a big step forward in what he what he's capable of doing. Um, he just kept getting stronger as the game went on. I think the last pitch was 97. He was great. He was great.
4: The one two pitch to Kratz. Strike three called. He got him. Set the side for the second consecutive inning. He's rung up six consecutive strikeouts, seven of the last eight he's faced. Wow. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, what can you say? I mean, awesome, awesome outing. Uh, he's really uh, he's finding his stride. He's kind of coming into his own, uh, the type of pitcher he can be, and it is some kind of fun to watch. Um, really took over the game the last couple innings he was out
0: there. and the one-two pitch curve swing and a miss strike three nathan Karns strikes out the side here in the top of the fifth he has three strikeouts in tonight's game and all of them here in the fifth inning what a night for nathan Karns and start number four
7: on the year i'm just tired of not doing what i'm capable of doing uh you know, I just really want to get a good uh, a good performance today. Um, Mel did a great job with the scouting report. Uh, made it very you know crystal clear for me. I did took a great notes watching Taiwan do his thing yesterday. So uh, you know, I just I stuck with our scouting report and uh, tried to expose their weaknesses. Three two to Robbie. Swung on, driven to deep right
4: center field. Ball's well, got some carry. Getting.
0: we have a problem here is the one-two pitch Dyson running swing and a miss strike three went after a curveball down on the way strikeout for Felix Hernandez number four and once again the king up to the challenge and he gets out of another jam and that's it for Kansas City
4: high fly ball deep right field Dyson on the track he's leaping can't get it hold on the Mariners on top 1-0 with his third home run and career blast number 100. And what a time to get a momentous home run for Seth Smith. The 0-1 pitch swing and a fly ball into center field.
0: Martine going way back. Warning track near the wall. He's there. And he makes the catch up against the wall. Crashes into the fence. Falls to the warning track. And the ball game is over. into the ball, and the Mariners win it. They win it, one to nothing. I won it really hard. <laughs> yeah, my face in the chest.
6: Here's the stretch, and the 0-1 pits the Seeger swinging and a drive, deep
0: to right field. Orlando going back, looking up, goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with a two-out, three-run home run, his fifth of the season, and the Mariners now lead the Royals four to nothing here in the bottom of the first number five for Kyle Seeger, And it got out of here in a hurry. Down the line to ban the 2-1 pitch. Swing a ground ball to Seeger at third. He's got it. Big hop. Tops across. In time. Ball game over. Wade Miley with his first ever complete game shutout in the big leagues as Wade Miley blanks the Kansas City Royals tonight by a score of 6 to nothing. And the Mariners with back to back shutout wins over the defending World Series champion Royals. How about that? Wade Miley, absolutely spectacular tonight.
9: See you later.